This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Illini Enquirer publisher here with you. And as we wait for Illinois to make official and hire their next assistant coach to fill out this staff, I figured it was a good time to kind of dive more into the man they've already hired to replace one of the spots vacated by Orlando Antigua and Shane Coleman, now at Kentucky. And that's somebody a lot of Illini fans know pretty well, Chester Frazier, former Illini guard, played with Illinois from 2005 to 2009 under Bruce Weber, made three tournaments in four seasons with Chester, and he was a captain on two of those teams. Nobody who was around those programs, including myself, who was a young student reporter when Chester Frazier was an Illini player, was in the same class as Chester at the University of Illinois. None of us are surprised Chester went on to become a coach. Uh, I had him even on record. like He was on record, and he, he spoke about it often with us media, uh, that he eventually wanted to be a coach. So not a surprise, but he comes back to his alma mater, joins Brad Underwood, Wood, who those two are all about toughness, and it, it makes sense from that kind of fit. Uh, but Chester has really proven himself as a high major assistant basketball coach over the last nine years. And we're going to dive into a little bit more Chester's background from two people who got to know him pretty well. The first we will have on this podcast is one of Chester's former OI teammates. You've heard him on this podcast before, Trent Meacham. He was a co-captain with Chester Frazier on the 08-09 team that even Trent admitted in this pod exceeded expectations. I gave him more credit for the talent that they had uh, than even he did, uh, but that team finished second in the Big Ten, made the NCAA tournament as a five seed, and without Chester Frazier due to an injury, a hand injury, uh, they were upset by Western Kentucky, but they overachieved greatly that year in large part because of their team leader, Chester Frazier. Uh, so we dive into Trent, what he knew about him as a player, what he learned about him as a teammate uh, and what he thinks about him as an assistant coach. And then we get more insight into him as a staffer, Matt McCumber, a Tuscola native, uh, who is a former Illini team manager for one of the best periods of Illinois basketball ever, 01 to 05. He joins us uh, to chat about Chester and his time with Frazier on the Kansas State staff under Bruce Weber from 2013 to 2017. Matt also was an assistant coach uh, at Tennessee Martin uh, after that, after a stop at Kansas State, and really knows the industry very well and Chester very well from their four years together in Manhattan, Kansas. So let's dive in, learn more about Chester Frazier as a coach, as a teammate, and of course, as a recruiter as well. So next coming up, Trent Meacham breaks down his four years with Chester Frazier in a Illini uniform. That's next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so Trent Meacham, uh, you and Chester Frazier came into Illinois at the same time. You, a Champagne Centennial native, a townie, transferring from Dayton and Chester. I looked this up. He was the number 303 recruit in the class of 2005 out of Baltimore. Uh, what were your initial impressions of Chester Frazier? How about that pickup for Bruce Weber? <laughs> yeah, my initial reaction from Chester is he's as real as it gets. You know, it was evident from day one that everybody knows how how tough of a competitor he is, he was, and that was evident in pickup games over the summer. He uh, just brought that intensity every day. But the biggest thing for me is he's genuine, he's real, he's a truth teller, and because of that, uh, combined with his work ethic, everybody respected him. And I think that's, you know, the same case as him as a coach. So I'm just thrilled for his progression as a coach. I think it's awesome that he's back here in Illinois. Uh, but I have a ton of respect for him, ha- have as much respect for him as a teammate than any t- any guy I played with throughout my career. So love that guy, and I'm thrilled for him to be back here in Champaign. Yeah, I want to dive into that, Trent. But uh, first, uh, do you have any pickup game stories? Like, did he do anything ridiculous? Anything that stands out? Oh man, do I have any stories? You know, <laughs> one big thing that I remember though is his freshman year, my my redshirt year. You know, D. Brown is an All American, the Koozie Award winner, uh, a, a great great player, and Coach Weber and, and his staff they had to take Chester off him in practice because. Chester's intensity day in, day out, how physical he was, but also he's such a good defender that D wasn't in the flow that we needed D to be in because he was our best player. But Chester was just disrupting him so much daily in practice as a freshman that uh, then I think the, the staff put me on D there for a few <laughs> weeks and uh, D got his confidence going. Uh, but it just it speaks to Chester's, uh, you know, just the energy and the intensity that he brought every day. Uh, didn't matter what it was. If uh, it was a simple drill, if it was pickup game in the summer, uh, man, he always came with 100% effort. And that's exactly what you wanted as a teammate. Would D admit that story? <laughs> I, I don't know. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if the coaches really, how, how what they communicate with D, but I just remember being communicated that. And the next thing I know, I'm guarded D in practice. Um, so. I can't verify if D knows it or not, but I just know that I was assigned to guard D in practice. <laughs> gotcha. Well, speaking of that, uh, Chester is the starting point guard after D. I-, I can't imagine, you know, trying to fill those shoes. How did he handle that, Trent? 
Well, I thought Chester always handled things with the best effort, the best attitude. Did he always play the best? Of course not. Was he as good of a college player as D. Brown? Uh, no, he wasn't. But was he a leader from day one? Did he always bring it uh, on both ends of the court? Was he an incredible teammate and leader? A hundred percent of the time, he he was. Uh, he's exactly what you want from a coach as a, in your leader for the team. As a teammate, he's exactly what you want in terms of this is a guy who's going to go to war with you every night, uh, who's going to lay it on the line, who loves seeing his teammates have success. So, like I said, I've played with a lot of guys, college, professionally, you know, especially as a pro, you change teams every year. Chester, uh, there, there's never been a – I've never had a better teammate than Chester. Mm-hmm. I, I've, you know, there's, there's two or three other guys that come to my, my mind that are up there with him, but no one better than Chester – uh, so I thought he handled that very well. And, you know, he's just such a tough and resilient individual, um, high character that from, from what I've observed, he's handled darn near everything uh, with, with great class and, and toughness and, uh, you know, always seems to get the most out of himself. And um, I think he's doing that as a coach, getting the most out of his, his players. Speaking of adversity, Sean, like your junior year, you guys faced a lot. Um, for people that don't remember, um, you guys had a lot of turmoil. The Jamar Smith, Brian Carwell situation, the accident. Chester's dad died that year. You had locker room issues. Um, and it all culminated in a 16-19 and 19 season, but you guys made a run in the Big Ten tournament to the title game. That's a lot to go through. Um, what did you see through Chester about like like all of that because that that's a lot coming at a a young what twenty year old at the all at the same time. Yeah, we got booed and Chester was you know yelled at, shoot the ball and and you know all sorts of things and when you have some perspective and I think Chester you know if one thing about him he has a lot of perspective because of the life that he had lived up till that point at eighteen nineteen years old you mentioned he lost his dad that year. Um, how he had to kind of grit and grind his way up through um, school and then to prep school and then to, to University of Illinois. I don't think he was phased too much by that adversity. Mm-hmm. I think other individuals, whether it's myself or others, hadn't maybe felt pressure, responsibility, um, challenge uh, like that. I don't think Chester was swayed too much uh, by that. And here's the thing with Chester, he only knows one speed and that's all out. He only knows uh, one way to, you know, which is just like the utmost, you know, love and passion for what he's doing and who he's doing it with. And win, lose, draw, victory, defeat, that's what he brought every day. And I think that's what made, made him special as a player, allowed him to make the most of his abilities. And I think that's what, what's allowed him to succeed up to this point as a coach yeah. and bring so much to each team he's with. Uh, because he brings that same passion and energy every day, and and he does it in a very genuine way. There's nothing fake or phony about him, and you know that's what I get back to. Why I, re- I always respected him so much, and while why I've been such a big fan of his, you know, him as a coach is because he's real and he cares for what he does and who he does it with. Yeah, and, and your your senior year, uh, Trent, like I, I always say, it was one of my favorite Bruce Weber teams to watch because it just felt like that's a Bruce Weber team. Um, you guys were, were, you know, not a lot of highly ranked guys outside of Dimitri McKamey, but you and Chester were captains on that team. Sean Pruitt and Brian Randall were gone. 
We had Dimitri, Mike Davis, Mike Tisdale. Uh, and there was some pressure on, on Bruce going in that year, but you guys end up going 24 and 10, finish second in the Big Ten, earn a five seed. What was Chester's influence on that team? It felt like as the as the unquestioned leader with a talented younger group. Jeremy, we were not talented at all. Well, I thought the younger guy. <laughs> I yeah. think I, I, I think I had look. I think I had the best pro career out of anybody on that team. <laughs> I played the longest. I played at the highest level, and that's not saying a whole lot when you have a you know just an average you know size white guy from from you know townie from Champaign that. <laughs> You know, had to walk on for a year at Illinois. Um, so our talent level was not very good. Yes, Dimitri was he was he was one guy that had some talent. Mike Davis, Mike Tisdale were good. But Chester, you know, I was a captain, but Chester was our unquestioned leader uh, with what he brought every day. And you know, without him, and we 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 experienced that in the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, our guy, our leader, um, our chief wasn't there on the court with us. Uh, we suffered because of that, but. Throughout the course of the year, I think we never had a two-game losing streak until the final two games in the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, that was without Chester. So he just kept us on the right path. Uh, you know, he had the combination of not only leading by example, but also not being afraid to use his voice. And when he spoke up, everybody listened because he was so well-respected. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was uh, just just a lot of fun and terrific to play with. Uh, very difficult to compete against every day in practice, uh, would not never let you down with his effort and would be willing and able to call you out if you weren't bringing the effort and the focus that's needed. So, yeah, he was uh, – you know, I learned a lot from him just playing alongside him in the backcourt, being in the locker room with him. And like I said, someone that I respected from day one when we arrived on, on campus together, but was really cool to see through the ups and downs, through the adversity of that junior season, and then to, to have a very, you know, surprising season in terms of being a, the second runner up in the big 10, a five seed in the NCAA tournament, uh, very much, I'd say outperforming our talent level. And that's because Chester was that leader for us. Yeah, you were overachievers, but you did have top 40 prospect Alex Legion coming off the bench. So I do want to clear that <laughs> <Okay>. up, Trent. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I do want to ask, um, did you always know he'd be a coach? Yeah, I, I did. And I think he was pretty vocal about that. And uh, so I think we all knew that. And he was playing well as a pro. I only, only played two years. It's interesting. The coach he played for his, his first year as a pro, I played for that coach and that team the next season well, when Chester came back and was a GA with Bruce Weber. And then when Chester went back overseas with a different team in Germany, was but was with that same coach. So we played for the same coach overseas, and he was he could have played for a long time. Uh, he was improving uh, as, a, as a player, but he always wanted to coach. He expressed that. He had a great relationship with Coach Weber. He was able to kind of get by with saying things to coach that the rest of us couldn't. Just uh, I, I don't know what it was, but he could say things uh, and, and kind of speak back even to coach, but do it in a in a way. I think Coach Weber just respected him so much that he was able to get by with that, and uh, it's it was no surprise that he got into coaching. And here's the thing with Chester is that he loved helping guys get better. He loved seeing his teammates have success. That's pretty rare in this, you know, this day and age, this world, and, and even in a team sport, 
there's so much pressure on each individual to perform well. You want to play, and that's important. But he loved seeing his, his teammates have success, and uh, and that was a, a special thing to, to see and to witness. And it tells you a lot about what Bruce thought of Chester at, what, age 25, 26, to give him a full assistant job with, with no experience outside of his playing career. Um, and it seemed like – Chester kind of ran with it and did a really, really good job at Kansas State. So how, how much did you keep in touch or how, how closely did you follow uh, once you got into the coaching business, Trent? Well, I've always followed Bruce Weber because that was my coach and I have a, you know, a lot of appreciation and respect for Coach Weber. So, uh, And then with Chester as well, someone that I played with, that I went to battle with, that I respected. So I was really happy to see the run that they had in K-State. That's not an easy place to do it at. And I hear people questioning, you know, well, can Chester recruit and what's he done? I don't follow recruiting that closely, but I do know Chester will bring it every day. I do know uh, people will respect him, and I think that speaks volumes in any profession, but especially as you're dealing with families and parents and young individuals and coaches, he's going to keep it real. And uh, so I've been – I've just – I've followed Chester – I actually caught up with him about a month ago uh, quite extensively for the first time in a little while, and I just told him how much I was, you know, how excited I was for his success. And I had no idea that he'd be back here a, a month later or so. Uh, so I'm just thrilled for him, and it's going to be fun for uh, uh, to have him and his family in this community. And, and like I, I've said, he's not here because he's a former Illini. He, you know, that's just icing on the cake um, as it concerns me. He's very deserving uh, to be an assistant at a Big Ten school, at a school like Illinois. He, he's qualified to be an assistant coach anywhere, and I think he's going to be a great head coach one day. Yeah. I was going to ask, what do you think he's capable of as an assistant on Brad Underwood's staff at a school he coached at and in a program that the last two years has as many wins as anybody in the Big Ten? Well, he, you know, I think he, he brings so much passion to what he does, and he's going to bring that wherever he's at. But uh, when you're now representing that school that you played for, you put that uniform on, I think that just adds to it. And also, I think he really fits Brad Underwood's uh, personality. Agreed. I think the, the culture that, that Brad's uh, developed here has been phenomenal, and I think Chester fits right into that. I think he'll add to it. I thought – Brad put together just a terrific staff from day one. I, I love, love Jamal Walker, but then bringing in Orlando and, and Chin were great hires. Uh, Steven Gentry then bringing him in. So he's done a great job, and I've had people ask me, oh, what's going to happen now? First of all, you can't be upset, you know, if, if your assistants are leaving to Kentucky, you know, potentially Gonzaga, who knows? Uh, that's not like they're they're fleeing for uh, some mid-major or anything. Um but I think Brad's going to do a great job of filling out his staff, however that looks. And I think Chester is a is a home run hit. And I think Chester is going to be terrific uh, on the practice floor, uh, in uh, you know kids kids homes and recruiting mm-hmm. uh, on the recruiting trail. He's he's just going to be very good for those uh, those guys in the program on the court, off the court, uh, just because of his character and his work ethic. Trent Meacham, you're the goods. Thanks for the insight on uh, who you say is one of the best teammates you've had and, and obviously a close friend as well. Trent, thanks for the insight on Chester, man. Appreciate you having me on, Jeremy. Yes, I'm, I'm thrilled for Chester to be back. I think uh, it's a great, uh, great hire for, for Coach Underwood, so it should be exciting.
Great stuff as always from Trent Meacham on the playing career this time of Chester Frazier. When we come back, let's learn more about Chester Frazier's development as a coach back on the Kansas State staff with somebody who was on that staff with him. Matt McCumber is up next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. All right, let's get another side of Chester Frazier. And joining us now is Matt McCumber, who worked with Chester Frazier on the Kansas State staff from 2013 to 2017. And Matt, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, of course, of that coaching perspective. Um, yet you were a student manager for Illinois during a heck of a time. I think it was 114 and 25, uh, three Big yes. Ten titles. Oops. When you were a manager, um, do you remember Chester as a recruit coming here? Like, do you have any recruit stories with Chester? I I don't. I, I remember him being there on his official visit. I remember sitting up in the oven offices and at a time where the coaches really couldn't watch, but we could be up there as student managers, obviously, and we could be on the floor, but watch him go uh, and play with the guys. And I remember this dude is a bulldog, like maybe at that time didn't have the greatest shot, um, but he locked up everybody that he guarded and he wanted to guard the best player. Um, and just watching him, I was like, we need, we didn't have a defensive player like that on our team. Uh, I mean, D yes. Um, but to the point to where that was his main focus. Mm -hmm. And, um, I do remember that. I remember talking to Gary Nottingham after. I was like, "We th this is somebody that can fill a void once D leaves. So that that is one thing I do remember about Chester. Yeah. So um, I guess – you saw Illinois basketball at its best, Matt, and, and the last two years have kind of been a glimpse back to that. Uh, so before I dive into what you saw at Kansas State, uh, when you saw yeah. Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman are leaving, that, that's a lot of uncertainty. So, so what do you think Chester, like his hire right away, um, how, how does he help Brad Underwood? Yeah, I, I think it's a stabilizer. Um, from the get-go, you got a guy that has worn that Illini jersey. You got a guy that's young and hungry, that is a heck of a competitor, and somebody that is going to be able to really I, I bond with the, these players from the get-go. I think he one of his best attributes is his relationships with the players. The players love him. He is their hours before he's there hours after he's playing them one-on-one -on -one, is getting to know them his door is always open and guys want to be around him and i think immediately they are going to gravitate towards him because he can you know he's still relatively young i was 35 mm -hmm. and um i he, he can really still talk the talk with the players and again one of his best attributes and I, I think it really helps legitimize losing two big dogs, really, and um, kind of bring some stability to the team. Yeah. So Chester got there in 2012, and he was a, a young assist. I mean, Bruce really uh, – you can tell how much he thinks of Chester by, by taking a chance at Chester yeah. uh, that early in his career. So when you got there um, at Kansas State uh, on the staff, I think – Chester was there for a year. Like, what was your immediate impression yep. of him as an assistant? Yeah, you know, so he, I think Chester only had a year as a grad assistant at Illinois. I know he was playing overseas for a little bit, but, you know, he didn't have years of 
maybe a GA and then a director of operations and then special assistant, the head coach or anything like that. Um, so I was really anxious to see how he, how he would be because sometimes you get former players and they're there on name alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes they don't maybe work as hard or they just don't understand the aspects of like what it really takes to be a top D one assistant. And so when I got to K-State, I was like, oh, anxious to see how Chester is on this side. And I was blown away. I, I really was. I'm not just saying that. He is an extremely hard worker. You take his work ethic on the court and immediately translate it to his professional career as a coach, and that's the exact same type of person you're going to get. He's very consistent in that, and he works at it and extremely hard. He lives it every day. He's got a passion for basketball, and that's been his whole life. It got him out of the projects of Baltimore, and, uh, and he'll sit there and tell you, like, I, who knows where he could be without basketball, without a Coach Weber, somebody like that. Um, so I, I think he, he takes it very seriously, and um, it really shows in, in how he coaches. How did he relate to players? How did he develop? players because I mean we look at that run five tournaments in seven years at Kansas State you know Bruce uh, Illinois fans can think whatever they want he's a very good coach and has had a pretty good run right. at Kansas State um how was Chester a part of that and developing that yeah I it, it all goes to uh, he works hard and extra with those players before and after practice and he always does it to where it's a competition because he is one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. That 0405 team had a lot of competitors on it, and you add Chester right into that mix. He is right up there with them. He made it fun for them to where, you know, it, it, it everything doesn't have to be into a box. Coach Weber sometimes he has his own quirks. He knows exactly what he wants to do. This is the way we're going to practice. But then Chester might pull them aside. Let, let's work on your step back. Let's let's do this. Let's do that a little bit different than what Coach Weber would have done during the course of a, a normal practice. And I think that really helped because these kids, sometimes they're not robots. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you try to make them be robots, they could have all the talents of the world, but their talent does not shine. I think that's one thing that Chester does very well. He allows them to get out of that box, coach them a different way. And they really, one, like it, they respect them. And at the same time, they become really good competitors because he is basically in the drills with them, getting them better. You mentioned that like he's not that far different in age. I mean, Chester's my age, and while I couldn't keep right. up with these guys, he is a finely tuned Man. athlete, or used to be at least. Um, how did that help Absolutely. him? How did that help him? I I think tremendously because, like I said, he he'll still get in um, sometimes when it's his scout. Like he'll he, at K State, he would run on the scout team on the other side, and he would run point guard. Really? And yes, and be right in it. He would he would call the plays, he draw the plays for the scout team, and then he would go and actually physically do it with them. And he just, I think more than anything, he just wants to compete. I, I'm sure he misses that itch of actually playing, but at the same time, it's getting his guys ready and tough because he he holds nothing back just like when he was a player he's going in there he's, he's going 110 miles an hour and he's trying to beat you he's trying to win 
And I think, again, it translates over tremendously because the players just respect them. Like, this dude out here, you know, busting his butt, <laughs> trying to get us better, they see that. And, like, he, he's for us. Like, he really cares. And I think th- that's another thing that just goes to show you what he can bring to the table as a coach. You got any stories of him, like, knocking out a Woundu or Dean Wade or anything? Like <laughs> um, I, I guess not Not knocking out. He always was cognizant of who he was around, what he should be doing, what not. But you, if there's a loose ball, he's diving on the floor. I don't care. <laughs> And he'll dive, and if you don't dive for that ball, he'll he'll get up and say, you know, could hurt yourself. You got to dive for the ball. I, you go for your legs. That's that your problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, you know. And it, you know, get it reinforced to the guys. You better get your butt on the floor and get these loose balls. Um, and would never stop a drill until that whistle blew. I don't care if the ball was ten rows out of bounds if somebody didn't have that ball in their hand the drill is not over yet yeah and you he would you'd run up 10 rows and get that ball and then the drill will be over but it, another teaching moment man you all are sorry you're gonna let me 30 you know three-year-old Chester Fraser get that ball and you guys are all standing here under the basket and again it's just reinforcement and trying to build and instill that toughness into his players you know when i started thinking of chester as a candidate for brad underwood i, I don't you don't have to think so hard right like everyday you guy really don't. right like toughness everything brad is and was as a player and as a coach chester seems to epitomize that i i totally agree 110 percent. i think it's a perfect fit i you see those brad underwood videos of big road wins after he, you know, at Michigan or at Indiana in overtime, and he's running in that locker room, and he's got both fists pumping. That's Chester Frazier. That is, he will be right there with him, and that's what Chester lives for. Um, so I don't think there could have been a better fit um, out on the marketplace right now, and to be able to say he's an alum of the same school, like, it is a home run for me. How about as a recruiter? Because obviously – He's recruiting to Kansas State and in Virginia Tech, which have under good coaches, good programs yep. that make tournaments. But Illinois feels like a, a bigger deal. Like you're you're going to be in the mix for maybe higher prospects at Illinois. What did you see out of Chester as a recruiter? What stood out about him there? Yeah, I I'd say again from like you just uh, reiterated, I I think Illinois will be an easier place to recruit to for him, um, but to your point at a K-State in Manhattan, Kansas, a little tough to get to. I mean, yes, there's an airport there, but most of the times you're flying into Kansas city, then driving two hours to get to Manhattan town of 50,000 great college town, but just different. And, um, it's hard to get kids in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. I mean, let's just be honest. And especially with KU right there, you know, uh, or within an hour away. And I just felt like he did a great job of finding those maybe on the cusp four stars, but really three, three stars and where he knew exactly the type of player his coach needed in that system to be successful. And he found two guys and one's going to have 
his number in the rafters at K-State, Barry Brown, he had over 1,700 points. He was basically a starter from the minute he stepped on campus as a freshman with Dean Wade. And he, he was an East Coast kid from Pensacola, Florida, or St. Petersburg, sorry. And um, he got another kid, Kamal Stokes, out of Baltimore, his hometown. Both basically started every game as a freshman. Now, they were underrated guys. There weren't a lot of – they probably had some mid-major offers, but not too many highs. And it was one of those, though, that Chester saw something in these kids. The way they played, the way they competed – the way they didn't pout when things didn't go their way. And he knew exactly that's what K-State needed within Bruce Weber's offense. And both were 1,000-point scorers. And like I said, Brown had over 1,700 points and will probably have his number retired. So um, he, he just has a knack for that, and I think it's gotten better since he's been a coach. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to go out and – yeah, they might know your name because you were a former player. And, oh, I know he played at Illinois. But, you know, you got to make the connections to get players. That's what it's all about. They're just not going to hand over players to you. So especially with a lot of competition at a high, high major school. Um, so I think that's one thing he's really gotten better with and it's come with time is learning how to recruit, um, finding the right kids for a system, and then kind of closing in on them and getting the deal done. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much do you think it does matter that Chester is an alum? Like how, how much does that work on the trail or with alumni? I'm sure they're, they're pretty pumped about this, but how, how much does that matter? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say in the grand scheme of things, it, um, it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, is it everything? No, but I, I think it's just more of a, a fit with his head coach and knowing, that you know he a fit for the system who he's trying to go after and at the end of the day i mean you would like your head coach to be the closer um no matter who is in assistant in that spot but yeah i understand that you know assist, assistants sometimes take the lead they have the relationship and they can get it done as well but um i i do think at the end of the day it helps because he's able to look those recruits in the eye and tell them I lived it every day. This is where I grew up. This is where I became a man. Mm -hmm. And this place and this university will give you a chance to be successful. Look at me. You know, I'm from the projects of Baltimore and I'm now an assistant at the University of Illinois. I've won European championships. I've won Big 12 championships. I've been to the NCAA tournament and I never can say I've won a championship here at the University of Illinois, and I, I want to go get it. Um, help us do that. And so I, I, I think in that regards, it helps tremendously because, you know, he, he he's proof. Yep. I, and last one for you, Matt. Like, you've been around some successful head coaches. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering, do you think Chester has that? He's got the, the successful head coaching kind of makeup? I, I really do. I, I, I think he does because of his work ethic. At the end of the day, he's always going to find a way to get it done. Um, it, it just is instilled in him. Um, he's a bulldog. He's a competitor. He wants to win. Uh, he's a really good up-and-coming coach. He's young. He wants to learn. Um, he's going to do everything he can to learn. And um, 
I just think he's an overall good dude that really, this is his passion. This is his life. And um, he's going to try to take it, let it take him as far as he can. And I, I think eventually he's going to get that chance. Um, I think he deserves that chance. And I'm, you know, excited for him and look forward to seeing what he can do with it. Matt McCumber. Hey, thanks for the insight on Chester Frazier, man. I think uh, a lot of Illini fans are pumped about it. No, yeah, no problem. I I appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to watching him throughout the year and um, hopefully getting down to Champaign at some point to, to see him in his new digs. Great stuff from Matt McCumber. Appreciate the time from Matt and Trent Meacham as well, giving you, the Illini fan, a little bit more insight into your new assistant coach, uh, who, as we've talked about with both Trent and Matt, I think makes a lot of sense just philosophically and just to the core and to the soul of you uh, with Brad Underwood. Just makes a lot of sense to me. And it seems like I think he might be even underrated as a recruiter, both in his ability to scout and, and develop talent, as as Matt talked about with his guys at Kansas State, but um, also the way he can connect with with players, uh, I think is going to be uh, pretty good for Illinois. And the way he can sell the experience of Illinois, I think is is a positive. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a really, really solid hire for Brad Underwood. We'll see where he goes next. we got our hot board updated. You can check that out at IlliniInquire.com. And whenever news does become official, of course, we'll have the latest at the site as well as breaking it all down here on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you don't already, follow our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can uh, also give us a nice review. We appreciate that. Rate us and review us. It helps us out wherever you get those. Everybody, have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Thank you.